The reading today is from Matthew 5, verses 1 to 12. One day, as he saw the crowds gathering, Jesus went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples gathered around him, and he began to preach to teach them. God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for justice, for peace, for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad, for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. Good morning. Good to see you. Lovely to be here at St. James. What strange days these are. And yet, today, All Saints Day and Sunday, Resurrection Day, we remember the light that always conquers the darkness. We remember that God always wins, that love always wins, and we can be hopeful even in the midst of tough times. Which is why I've chosen to speak from this passage in Matthew 5, the Gospel reading. It's probably one of the the greatest things that I think is anywhere in Scripture. Jesus speaking to those of us who are aware of our need of God. I don't think in my 62 years on this earth that there's ever been a time when I felt so in need of God. I've always been in need of God, but I feel that acutely in these days. And that's why I want to uh, look at this passage. Jesus teaches us that there is blessing or I'm going to use the words God happiness. Not a worldly happiness, not a happiness that the world can bring, but a happiness that only God can bring when we live not in the light of the circumstances around us, but in the light of the truth that's within us. We feel very powerless right now, don't we, about what we can uh, manage. We're powerless about what's going on in the world, but we're not powerless about the attitudes in our hearts and the truth that we choose to believe. So Jesus teaches there's a God happiness found in poverty of spirit. When we mourn, when we're weak, these are things that are counter to the things and the understanding of the world. Now time doesn't really allow me to look at all these uh, different eight or nine blessings, but I'm going to look at them very briefly Uh, as they roll one into another. And what does it look like to live with this inner attitude that brings blessing in the midst of tough times? So Jesus says at the beginning, God happy, blessed. 
are those that are poor in spirit. As it was in the version that we heard just now. Blessed are those who know their need of God. I think that's one of the great gifts of this time. That we are aware, acutely aware of our need of God. That we might feel poor in spirit. That we may feel morally even or spiritually bankrupt. And yet we can rejoice. Because Christ supplies all that we need. And it rolls together, as I say, one to another, because this poverty of spirit leads into mourning. Now, of course, there's a sense that when we have loss, loss of a loved one, loss of all sorts of things in this season, loss of opportunities, loss of the ability just to be with each other in normal circumstances, that's all mourning. But what I think Jesus is talking about here is when there's a poverty of spirit, when you know your need of God, then you find yourself in a place of mourning. A time when you say, only God can give me the comfort that I need. I mean, I'm uh, a priest in the church. I, uh, I, I try to pray on, on every morning and, and every day. But if I'm really honest with you, there can be times when we go through the motions sometimes. When life's good, we can almost forget our need of him. And yet, in these tough times, there is a gift because we know that we mourn loss. And we know that the only one who can comfort is our Heavenly Father, the living God himself. I wasn't brought up in a a Christian home. I was brought up in this country but I wasn't a Christian. I didn't know Jesus for myself as my personal saviour and my Lord. I was someone who lived an addictive lifestyle, who was in trouble with the police as a young man. And then one glorious day in November this month, but 1981, so many years ago, before some of you were born, I met with the risen Christ. I knew my poverty of spirit. And I knew that the only one who could supply my need of forgiveness, my need to know who I was and who God was, was Jesus Christ himself. Mourning can be a blessing because God says, I will never despise a broken and contrite heart. And this place leads us into the next God-happy place of meekness. Meekness is not weakness. Meekness actually comes from a particular word, and you need to know a little bit about horse riding to understand it. Uh, A horse is led by its rider because of a bit in its mouth in a very tender place at the back of the horse's mouth. And it means that when the rider pulls on this rein, the horse goes this way. On this rein, the horse goes that way. Otherwise, there's pain. And the meek person is the person knowing this need of God who says, I will be led by God. I will be led by the tugs, not of pain, but the tugs of love. Isn't it good that our God tugs us with love? It says, come this way. This is the way where you can know my love, my light, my peace, my presence. This is the blessedness of being meek 
As I say, it is not weak. Jesus, led by the Father, went to the cross and overcame. The next thing that Jesus says in this sermon is, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. As we know his comfort, as we know his tug of love leading us, we find ourselves wanting more and more of him. I call this the chocolate factor. Is there anyone here who enjoys chocolate at all? Just give me a gentle wave. I love chocolate. Um, And sometimes I know I need to stop eating chocolate as well. But I also know a little bit of chocolate will probably mean I want a bit more chocolate. A little bit of God as we begin to taste and see that the Lord is good. And we find ourselves hungering for more. And what Jesus, I think, is alluding to here, what he's saying here is, do you know what? When life has led you to a place where you know your poverty of spirit, where you mourn your poverty of spirit, where you long to be led by him and you begin to follow, you will taste and you will want more. Blessed, God happy, are those who are hungry and thirsty for more of God and in that place we receive his mercy and this is such good news for the world because these things that God is doing in our life if they're really of God they grow and they grow and they overflow from us we cannot contain them Jesus says blessed are those who Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. When you've received mercy, you want to give it. What a lovely church here. The different cultures, the different languages. I imagine there's times when you don't always clearly understand one another. But mercy triumphs over that because you choose to extend mercy or kindness to one another as we each walk with God. The next is the blessed of the pure in heart. They will glimpse God. They will see God. I think one of the things I've enjoyed about the first lockdown, amidst all the pain and the struggle and the suffering, is the fact that as I prayed, I've known a little bit of a crucifixion of my own ego. A little bit of dying to my own ways, my own preferences. God works a purity in our heart whereby we can see him more clearly as the ego dies. So Jesus is calling us in this passage, as I start to draw to a close, to a supreme blessedness or an affirmation of his goodness towards us, not dependent on the things of the world, not dependent whether in lockdown or not lockdown, not dependent on the outside, but what's on the inside. The God-happy state is the true longing of the true you. At your best, you long for him. In this place, blessed are the peacemakers, the ones that will destroy walls and build bridges, And find places of forgiveness and reconciliation and understanding. 
And do you know what? We can only give peace, only make peace, when we know peace with ourselves and with God. And that's only possible through the cross, through the sacrifice, through the death, through the love of Jesus Christ. So this is a counter-cultural, unworldly way. It's of a different kingdom. Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world, but the kingdoms of this world fall, and the kingdom of God will endure forever. And it's already begun in our hearts as we've trusted Christ. And as that light begins to grow within you, Others will see it and not all will love it. Some are lovers of darkness and so don't be surprised that like the prophets and like Jesus, there might be times which feel tough because of opposition and even of persecution. But Jesus says this is the way of blessing. As I draw to a close for each blessing, here's a little response. And maybe you might want to shut your eyes just as I speak them over you. If you're poor in spirit, you will listen well to others. You will need the gifts that they have. If you mourn in spirit, you will live humbly and gently. If you're meek, You will seek the leading of God. If you're hungry and thirst for righteousness, you will be a person who goes again and again to scripture, to prayer, to worship, to communion, to witness. If you're one of the merciful, you will show that mercy to yourself and to others. If you are pure in heart, you will see God in common places, the stranger, the alien, yourself, that person you find quite difficult. And if you're a peacemaker, you will listen to understand, not just to reply, and you'll practice acceptance. And you will find yourself being not a people pleaser, but a God pleaser, and knowing his light in the midst of the darkness. Let it be, St. James, for you, for us all, for we ask it in his name. Amen.